Welcome back to Whatever You Want, a podcast about celebrating storytelling. Due to the ongoing writers and actors strike, we're not talking about movies and TV shows, but we're talking about something related to these strikes, actually. Um, so a big issue with the strikes, and this doesn't relate to storytelling, is um, use, use of like artificial intelligence, like AI, mm-hmm. for writing. I think in the writers what they're trying to negotiate is they want protections against artificial intelligence like basically having the studios take a use ai to write scripts uh, which i think has been an issue i think there's like reports that like studios are either planning to or have like basically had a an ai they like type in like make something similar to breaking bad and then they type it out and and basically like the ai like makes like a very rough script of like a show but in the style of the writing from breaking bad but yeah. then, like, then they hire a real writer to come in, and they're like, "Hey, look, we had a, another writer write this really bad script, where it was actually an AI." And then, can you like punch it up? And basically, they're paid less because they're just doing re- quote unquote revisions to like a rough draft of a script that somebody already did the base of. Where in reality, it was like the AI. So that's where kind yeah. of some of the ethical issues come into play because it's taking the work uncredited and un compensated of past writers for like chat gpt for example to like write scripts and then studios are then using it and selling it to make profit without their permission which is like a huge issue that they want protections against which is totally fair yeah sorry just like jump into it but but basically sorry today we're talking about the ethics of ai and then how to use it as a tool and because we're not like profiting from this really at all like we're we're going to just we're for just fun play, around, show, with play yeah. around with chat gbt and actually see what's possible within ai like creating stories i hope that doesn't come off as like like we're slapping in the face of the writers like we're talking about them like but, but they no, should like, get it's, it's like you said though it's like a tool so like yeah it's definitely a tool it's new technology of course we're standing with the writers and like it's the same thing's kind of been seen in different or similar industries as things have evolved over time too like the transition from like 2d animation to 3d animation is something i'm i know about because of like my education and the stuff that i do right uh-huh. and you know there's there's fundamentally just times when industries and just the world change change you know and there's so, always resistance to that change and i think we're kind of at, at a pivotal point and yeah. i think with change though we still need to yeah like protect the writers and everything and exactly yeah but yeah but i also we also want to highlight the new features of this tool and, and show that like us two schmucks like that aren't really writers can, like we're going to try to create like some fun engaging stories that hopefully are entertaining that's at the end of the day what we want to do um, yeah. just using this new tool so i mean I'd, I'd be interested to see what people say in the comments about just their, th- their thoughts on this episode like the discussion around the ethics of using ai to write and us using it to like create fun stories like we're i think it's also different because we're being very open with it like we're using chat gpt yeah. which is something I, I believe i actually don't know that the inner works of chat gpt but i think like if you put in a prompt like do something similar to like breaking bad it'll like take that as reference but we're being transparent about that because we're going through the whole process it's not as if we're making the script on the sidelines and then like making a podcast like look at the story i just wrote on my own kind yeah, of thing yeah we're like, like that's the whole point of like why we're doing this we want to make sure that people yeah. understand like the capabilities of it and th- and that kind of goes into like i want to know what your opinion actually before i get into mine but uh your opinion of ai and like where it's going and what what do you think about it just in general my personal one um yeah i think it's i i think ai means I think a lot of people overgeneralize when they say like AI, they think everything has AI in it. And I don't think it's yeah. as prevalent as like artificial intelligence as we might think. I just think a lot of new tools are have like certain algorithms that people are like determining as AI now. I think it, ultimately I'm hoping it's going to be used transparently as a good thing to help progress society. Like at the end of the day, the day it's a tool that I think can create some really cool art and stuff and help with that and also just make life easier in the day-to-day. I think it is worrying, though, the way that people will use that and yeah. use it just to step on other people. And I think it it might, at the end of the day, cut out jobs of people, which is unfortunate. I don't know. It's still so emerging to me. I haven't really thought personally too much about the whole concept at all. I think what's interesting is, like, it, it, in terms of, like, AI related to, like, creativity, I feel like any creative any idea we have there's there's the saying that any idea humans have is not original like it's based on your experiences and your the other ideas you've seen other creative ideas like there's no like original idea anymore and i to a point believe that i think a lot of original ideas are 
inspired from what you grew up watching, what you grew up experiencing kind of things, which are creations from other people that had the same experience. So it's just tons of ideas passed down through ge- yeah. different generations, just looking at it through a different lens. And that's kind of, I think, where the creativity comes in is you putting your own spin on it, looking at it through your unique lens, your unique perspective when you're presenting an idea. And I think AI just is bringing that idea more to the forefront that it's like, and it's kind of blatantly like copying instead of just, even if humans don't think they're copying, they are kind of copying other like past humans, but this is just like outright straight copying. Like it's not like the AI at this point can like come up with its own novel thing. I think like humans can in an extent, I don't know. It's, it's interesting that line, but I think it, those two tie together really well and is interesting because it's this one thing that's been happening for generations and then another thing that's new but is sort of similar to that a little bit yeah. i don't know what are your thoughts on the, I, your own I, question and everything i my opinions on it are it's i'm optimistic but at the same time i think it should be respected and that's that's a big thing when it comes to like anything uh, that's revolutionary like this, because that's, that's really what this technology is. I mean, it comes in the same regard ethically to, um, I feel like how other people view other controversial topics, for example, like firearms, for example, right? There's so many people are just straight up like, I hate firearms. I, yeah, yeah. And that could be justified, could be just lack of information. But my point is, is if you really want to have a strong standpoint on something ethically on any of that level, right? In my mind, if you truly see it as something bad, you should understand and take the time to research why you would perceive it to be bad. Sun Tzu it. Know your enemy. Uh, instead of just like... Instead of just taking accepting... in what people are saying and being like, oh, mm-hmm. this thing's gonna... Oh, this can do this. Oh, I, that's what I do. So like, what the heck? Like, that's that's just like surface level. But like, at the end of the day, if you're able to understand its potential and know where it's going, and then from that, be able to say, okay, here's how it should be taken care of and handled responsibly versus how realistically it is going to be. Uh, If you can clearly understand that and just accept it, then I think just generally people will be much better off than just having these strong connotations of being like, oh, I hate this, or oh, I love this. Again, just getting to know it actually better. Yeah. If it's it's acting as such a threat as what I've been hearing a lot of artists and creatives say about it. Because it is a useful tool. And that's just that. It's a a tool. A hammer could be used in a billion ways. A lot of them could be bad. Like I could go smash somebody's watermelons or their cabbage cart. Right? (laughs) My cabbages! (laughs) Or Or I could use it to build a house. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a very good analogy. I like that. Daniel, yeah. the construction man over here. What the <laughs> heck? Or the hammer murderer. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've now let go of my secrets. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you see what I mean with that, right? So it's, it's just, it's a lot about how it's used. So yeah. I just hope people can have that kind of mindset moving forward. Yeah. And I know you've been diving into a lot of, I think you're, you're more well-versed in AI than I am. Like you have been spending time like looking into the tools and just messing around like yeah. like what we're going to be doing today like creating stories um do you have like with what's the like draw for you for artificial intelligence like ai tools like this it's it's just again it's just efficiency it makes things easier i want to get for, so for me like like i've been looking into like even like 3d modeling ai tools i feel like there's two two mindsets with that there's going to be like the naturalists they're going to be like hey if i'm going to do like for example 3d modeling i want to be the one to understand the technology and understand how to go with that and then there's going to be the i don't know how else to put this but other than opportunistic to where it's like hey if there's new tools coming in line that makes it easier for me then yeah of course i want to yeah, go the ease and- of access the barrier to entry is lower like it's always yeah it's been getting lower and lower like since like like animation is a good example because you just had to start you had to like draw and just draw even before that you 24. had to math, math well yeah you had to draw you're talking about 2d but yeah yeah talking about That's 2d a, to draw yeah. frames like two 24 frames a second then when it switched to computers like eventually it became like you can work on your computer and like program and uh mm-hmm. do animation that way um yeah. and now it's even gonna be the barrier to entry is going to be even lower, which is kind of using AI to speed up the process and just so you don't have to be in the weeds, like keyframing everything kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and I think just every time there's a big shift like this, there's going to be 
people upset and it does threaten jobs like 3d animation did kill a lot of 2d jobs especially at disney like there's no real like 2d feature department anymore but then it also generated a lot more 3d and and evolved the whole industry right so there's there's pros and cons but it's also it's like it's like a wave it's like growing pains yeah and i i don't know how the dust is going to settle with ai i i I hope it's also in the same vein of like 2d to 3d where it's like it's overall in my opinion good and allows new artists to express themselves in new ways and push art further than it's gone before that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. Yeah. It's like, here's what I don't get from like the writer's perspective. Like I get like the security of not having their stuff be like just simplified or like them losing money in that sense. But if I was a writer, I would be loving the expandability of AI for iteration. Yeah. I think stuff was good. No, I think they're not upset that like, I think they're okay. Probably using it as tools. I don't know because I'm not in the writer's guild. So I'm sorry if I'm speaking out of, out of line here, but I think they're upset because studios are, are using trying... it in a malicious way to try to save them a buck. Malicious way? Malicious way? Malicious. Yeah, I don't know why I said it like that. I'm thinking AI, malicious. <laughs> Malaysious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I literally lost my whole train of thought. But, you know, so, no, the writers, I think what yeah. the issue is, is basically my point I just said is that I think AI, when used as like a tool or any big shift techn- technology like revolution, it's going to be used as a tool to help creatives and artists i think um and and that's the good thing and it makes art better in the long run i think writers are worried that studios are going to take this chat gpt app and basically use it to like make rough versions of scripts using their files like i was saying and it makes like a rough version of a script that like a actual writer can come in and punch up i think that's the issue is that there's not going to be any like new ideas because it's just ChatGPT recycling old ideas. And I think also the the rough script they get is not going to be good or have that human touch to it. So it's ultimately going to be bringing down the quality of films over the long run, maybe. So th- that's an issue in the grand scheme of things is bringing down the quality of films in the long run. And also, I think it's just not fair that and writers aren't going to be able to express their voices if there's no writing jobs ever, um, which is an issue. That is an issue. But at the same time, I feel like because of that, there's going to be people that also recognize, again, like the writers are going to be like, hey, there is going to be lesser quality here. I have the stories I know I want to write or the stories I want to tell, so I'm going to go tell it. There's always going to be people like that. So I don't feel like in totality that all hope is lost because of the AI. I don't know, but the platforms that those big stories are told the most are because of these big publishers. That's just the way that... Yeah, but then I feel like they're going to lose their power. If they start getting too money hungry, like for example, like what's going on with with Unity right now, dude? Hopefully, but we don't know though. But yeah, then there's gonna probably that, that might take like a generation though, and then there's a whole generation of people that don't get to tell their stories, which sucks. Mm. But what's happening with Unity? You didn't hear all the stuff that's going on with Unity? I did a bit, yeah, with the game stuff, but I don't know everything. Yeah. I watched like so. so long story already. short, just keep things simple. The CEO was like talking about how they were changing up their financing plan. So pretty much it's going to be any developer is going to have to pay uh, 20 cents per install of a game that uses their instance, which is stupid because then that's going to completely uprate the creativity of what game developers are doing. For example, like free games or like depending on like what market range you're in and like what your numbers are, you could be owing unity like your entire revenue stream. Yeah, and I think I also read that they don't have, like, a really super great way to track, like, number of installs on a machine. So if you, like, are want to boycott, like, a small indie dev or something, like, don't like them, you can just, like, uninstall and reinstall a game, like, over and over, and that will potentially rack up their price. I do wonder, like, I think... The con, the idea behind what they want to do, they want to basically like tax the risk, rich kind of thing. Like they want to, for like studios, like like big AAA studios, they want when they have like a ton of installs to get a fee from that because they're not really getting, uh, they're what they view as like a fair cut. Like Unity's yeah. not, and I think that in concept is good, but the way they're going about this is going to hurt it's small terrible. indie games and hurt the creativity overall of everything. So yeah, that yeah. is an issue. And I don't even know how that's going to work when it comes to other... Well, no, it's not of the engine. It's more of just the complete game compiled. But still, it's it's like... Ugh, it's so stupid. I was going to talk about like SDKs and stuff like that for like other 
other products. So like, for example, say you're in a sandbox game where you're able to like import your own characters or worlds and stuff like that. But that's beyond the point. That's getting a little more technical, but it's, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. But what I mean by that in relation to this is like unity was like one of the biggest, well, they still are like one of the biggest, uh, you know, studios and developers for just game development, right? Because of their engine, but it's Unreal Engine and Unity are like the big ones, right? Yeah, but this just put them like the whole, the whole gaming community is now like unified Anti-unity. against Unity, unified <laughs> against Unity. That's ironic. <laughs> so yeah, they should someone should make a game about like fighting Unity and like In Unreal, not post it on <laughs> Unity. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But I think I feel like we've been like talking down a lot. If there's any other issues people want to talk about with AI, like we could talk about that for a whole episode. But I do want to like bring up the mood a little bit and talk about like create some stories in yeah 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 using AI, like showing the the possibilities as like a as a tool and being transparent with like the sources we're trying yeah to use. So to be clear, you're going to be using Chat GBT uh, 3.5. Yeah, so Daniel's got it up. We're going to be putting in prompts and like yeah. building a story together and then like reading reading it out that's kind of the idea yeah. we want to do here we, so Jake, we had a want... test the other day and, and it, it went really fun. funny yeah i think you should you should come up with a concept because i don't know what like makes a good concept you have like a good concept then we started like riffing when we did okay. that marker thing last time i i like going off of like inanimate objects like like pixar okay. style and then like kind of bringing them up a little bit so i'm gonna say a wine glass <laughs> Also, we should clarify this too. Like when we re- like we're gonna prompt it to like generate the beginning, and then we're gonna like read it, and then continue to like, change it or like add it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll both have different roles. So a wine glass. Yeah, our acting chops. Full of what should it be full of? Red wine or okay, sure, red wine. Marbles. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> where where should it be at? Like in somebody's kitchen. At a winery, a vineyard. It's always it's suffocating the first one set up. So a conversation between a wine glass, wine, between wine a wine glass, grass, full of red wine and a cork, or no, in a bottle, okay. and a okay bottle of wine of white wine. We could solve okay. racism with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about how they hope to be bought today at the winery. Wait, bought together. Bought together bought, today. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. But together. Let's just see how that goes. All right, do you want to be white wine or, or red wine? I'll, I'll, I'll be the glass, and you can be the... So I'll be, be white, white wine? Yeah. All right, I'll be whitey. <laughs> wine, wine's hope to pair. Okay, I'll, I'll also be a narrator here. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so wine glass. Uh, good afternoon, white wine. It's a lovely day at the winery, isn't it? White wine. Indeed, red wine. The sun is shining and the vineyard looks magnificent today. I can't help but feel excited about the possibility of being chosen together. (laughs) I share your enthusiasm, white wine. It's always a pleasure to be paired with you. Our colors complement each other so beautifully. Thank you, red wine. Your rich, deep hue is truly captivating. I've always admired your boldness and the way you can enhance the flavors of a meal. <laughs> and you, white wine, you bring such an elegance and freshness to the table. Your crisp notes and subtle aromas make you perfect for those warm, sunny days. It's true, red wine. We do make a great team. I hope today is the day someone recognizes their potential and decides to take us both home. <laughs> I could not agree more. Imagine the joy we could bring to someone's dinner party or celebration. It's could en- or they could enjoy your bright acidity and my full-bodied character in perfect harmony. Yes, red wine. We could create a memorable moments voice. together, whether it's a romantic <laughs> evening or a lively gathering of friends and family. <laughs> it's all about balance and variety, white wine. Together, we can offer a diverse and satisfying wine experience my gosh these guys are just sucking each other <laughs> yeah they really are um <laughs> i, I know what oh, the next wait. thing's gonna be but yeah absolutely red wine let's keep our glasses half full and hope that today is the day we find our perfect match cheers to that white wine here's to a day filled with anticipation and the hope 
of being enjoyed together by someone who appreciates our unique qualities. Cheers, red wine. May our flavors blend seamlessly, just like our conversation. And may we find a new home where we can shine together. Are you ready for this twist? Suddenly, someone takes (laughs) the bottle. I I don't know. No, no, I got this. I got this. So I'm going to use suddenly a customer. A hawk grabs the 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 red wine. Suddenly, a ghost possesses red wine (laughs) and drops it. It oh my god spills the wine all over the floor and chips the glass. Oh shoot! The bottle of white wine. Watches in the spare and calls out to the injured wine glass. Dude, I can imagine like the imagery of this. It's like <laughs> the blood of the red wine like spilled. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to get to eventually. I was like, oh, I can see like this wine being chipped and it being like a cool, cool plot device. All right. Uh, so you started us off here. I'm so sorry to see you like this, red wine. That customer's clumsiness was truly unfortunate. But don't worry, we'll get through this together. (coughs) Thank you, white wine. Your support means a lot. I may be chipped, but I'm not completely shattered. Dude, wait a minute. I still have some character left in me. I pause. I'm reading this, what? and this sucks. We're just like skimming over like the important beat. Like the, yeah, I wanted to are. hear that the fleshed out part of like of that happening, and it's just talking about like the aftermath. Like they're just talking about like them again sucking each other off <laughs> on the floor. Daniel's saying rewrite this section, but go into detail with the thoughts of the characters as the wine bottle bottle falls. No, just just say like describe the actual event that happens. I don't know. You gotta be, you gotta be try a that. more specific with that, but we'll see. All right. Oh, yeah, there it goes into a bit. Oh, my gosh, yeah. this is long. It's writing. Oh, the, okay, this is just, like, all narration, I think. Okay. It's Daniel, it's... this is you. You got it, buddy. Okay, I got this. So, okay. so this is going back. This is before. So, <laughs> so reset, ignore the last few things we said. So now they're just chatting, talking about, like, oh, we're going to make a good pair. Yes. We're both on the table. Everything's fine. On suddenly... And then we get to... As the customer's hand reaches out to the grab the red wine glass, a moment of unease rippled through both the wine glass and the bottle of white wine. <gasps> wine glass felt a mixture of anticipation and nervousness. It knew that being chosen was a chance to shine, to fulfill its purpose. The deep crimson liquid within swayed gently, as if bracing itself for what was to come. The glass contemplated the potential for a harmonious union with white wine. Imagining the delightful symphony of flavors and the smells could bring to the smiles, face. smiles. Oh yeah, the smiles. It's like ratatouille. Yeah, dude, the I really can't. I can't read today. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that Daniel. I don't know what AI is gonna help you with that. <laughs> it's like what's it like? Mike G- GPT. It just like reads out what Chat GPT <laughs> writes. <laughs> uh, the bottle of white wine perched nearby, shared in the excitement had been longing for this moment, hoping to showcase its crisp, refreshing character. As the customer's grip tightened around the wine glass, the bottle's label gleamed with anticipation. Thoughts of joining red wine in a perfect pairing danced through its imaginary vineyard. But then, in an unexpected and tragic twist, disaster struck. The customer's hand slipped, and the red wine glass plummeted to the ground. In that split second, a profound sense of helplessness washed over both red wine and white wine. 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 Red wine. Red, red, red wine. <laughs> wine glass shattered not only physically, but also emotionally. Wait, shattered? You're only supposed yeah. to chip. <laughs> I'm You're dead, dead now. You're dead. <laughs> it mourned the loss of its pristine form and the dreams it held uh, just moments before. The spilled red wine spread across the floor like a pool oh of heartache, stating the winery's pristine atmosphere. The bottle of white wine washed in despair. Its slender necks seemed to droop in sorrow. It could, I'm just stuck that I'm dead now. It could <laughs> do nothing to prevent the tragedy unfolding before its glassy eyes. It felt a sense of solidarity within its fallen comrade, as if the accident had struck a blow to their shared aspirations. In that moment, both red wine and white wine understood the fragility of their existence. So wait, am I alive? But amidst the chaos of disappointment, they clung to a glimmer of hope. I have an trusting, idea. <laughs> trusting that fate might still bring them together, even if their paths had taken an unexpected detour. What if 
Batman comes in. Oh Again, no, no, no. I saw okay. <laughs> that was what we did in the last one. I think Batman should come in, and I think they should still get. I think basically we should build, and at the end they should still get bought together, and the like contents of the red wine glass get used to make like a uh, get used to make like a church like stained glass like uh, like art f- piece or something. <laughs> And then, okay, and then so, the white wine is used in like church wine, so they're still used together or something like that. So Batman comes into the winery <laughs> and slips on the red wine. <laughs> uh, the scribe, the thoughts. Or no, I should say write the thoughts. Write the thoughts. No, I think you just. I think no. you just say. You just write out what I said and just see what it does. Like the whole story, because I. I think we're just going too small here. It's just like. Yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. That whole like seven paragraphs you just read was just the glass falling. Like just let's just say everything and see where it goes. Yeah. So Batman so, comes in, buys both the, the the shattered glass and the white wine, and makes a Batman church and makes art out of. I don't know. Here, yeah, you finish. They uh, buys both the shattered wine. glass and the white wine bottle. He uses the shattered red wine glass to make, <laughs> make a stained, stained glass art. You spelled stained <laughs> glass art piece. Let's just see what happens with with this first. And the white wine uh... kills the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. I just I, put that in there. Kills the Joker. I think I might get a get a thing that says we can't do anything with killing. Never no, mind. <laughs> we're going. Can I read this one? Yeah, you'll read this one. In a surprising turn of events, Batman entered the winery just as the shattered red wine glass and the bottle of white wine were dealing with the, their unexpected mishap. He surveyed the scene, taking the broken glass and the spilled wine. <laughs> Batman's keen eye caught the glimmer of potential in the shattered red wine glass. Rather than seeing it as a loss, he saw an opportunity. With a sense of purpose, he carefully collected the pieces and decided to repurpose them into a beautiful stained glass art piece for a local church. In the hands of the Dark Knight, the broken glass would find... Wait, can you rewrite this but with more glass puns? Jeez. Rewrite this section. (laughs) Rewrite this section with more glass puns and Batman dialogue, please. Wait, bat puns or glass puns? Glass puns. All right, uh, I I could be Batman. Do you want to do the um... the narration? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. So amidst the shattered dreams and spilled wine, Batman swooped into the wine. Wait, wait, sorry. We're going back again to the uh, Batman where... entering. Yeah, and Batman so, entering. Like, yeah, yeah. The spill yeah. just happened. The gl- the shattering just happened. Yeah. The Kate great shattering. Dramatically, he casts a vigilant gaze upon the broken red wine glass, recognizing the situation as one that needed his keen eye for glass act solutions. <laughs> <laughs> all right batman looks like we've got a glass half broken situation here the red wine glass <laughs> thought fragmented couldn't help but feel a glimmer of hope at batman's arrival it knew that was this wasn't just any knight shining armor it was the dark knight himself batman with a sense of purpose that could cut through even the toughest glass <laughs> <laughs> carefully gathered the shattered pieces his intentions were crystal clear to yes. repurpose this broken glass into a work of art that would shine as brightly as Gotham's skyline sometimes life hands you shattered pieces but that doesn't mean we can't create something beautiful from them that's such a terrible version with lemons lemonade <laughs> uh, with the precision of a master craftsman Batman began piecing together the broken fragments. Dude, I can like imagine puzzle. the montage. <laughs> Dude, I could, honestly. The visuals yeah. on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's like again. the Batman vs. Superman like, uh, workout scene, but instead he's just like piecing together glass pieces. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, dude, we should do that. We're, like, We should do this again. Training montage. But we should have AI, like, like uh, what's the one that's in Discord or whatever? The one that mid-journey? makes the images? Are yeah, you taking, I told you that idea, and now you're pinning you it off as your own. What no, the heck, no, man? No, I'm saying we were talking I told about this you before. The first time we did no, I'm this. saying you, yeah, we should do that. I'm saying we should do that. I'm saying, I mean, it wasn't claiming. I'm saying, like, I thought we, I thought you started on But you just that. stated it as if it was definitely your, your idea. idea. Like, you know what we should no, do? No, no, no. We should do this crazy. No, 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 no. Sorry, I didn't mean oh to do gosh. that. I am the AI, Jake. Nothing is original. Yeah, seriously. But no, uh, but, you know, Batman began piecing together broken fragments like a puzzle revealing a secret m- message. As he worked, the red wine glass couldn't help but feel a sense of redemption, like it was being reborn in a new, luminous form. Meanwhile, the bottle of white wine, observing the unfolding events, raised Wait, so glass. this is all happening in, in, the, in like, the Batcave? 
No, I in guess. the wine shop. Like, did he take the right wine glass too? I, I don't. Well, he and said also, he how it, does the white know. wine bottle raise a glass? Raise glass. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that too. It just like hops. I don't know. Metaphor like G mod when you're when you uh, become a glass, you just like jump. Yeah. Uh, metaphorically speaking, uh, to Batman's unwavering commitment to justice, justice. Uh, it knew that in Batman's hands, it was in good company. Batman with the glassy eye determination. Evil may try to shatter our city's peace, but I'm here to ensure it stays transparent. <laughs> and tonight, the Joker will face the consequences of his actions. Little did anyone know that the butt of white wine, once destined for an evening of revelry, revelry. How the fuck do you say that? Revelry. Revelry. Yeah. Uh, that's weird because it's a W, but it's an L. Anywho, was about to become an unexpected what? instrument. What? What do you? Okay. I say revel revelry. Revelry? It's revelry. Because if you do revelry, that's no, it's revelry. It's it's revelry. not revel. It's not rev revelry. Whatever. I'm what? dyslexic. Anywho, actually, my mom was dyslexic. I don't know if it's like a thing where that goes away or not. But anywho, uh, was about to become an unexpected instrument for justice. Batman and his relentless pursuit of the Joker outwitted the clown prince of crime. Proving that even the most intricate plots could be as fragile as glass. Okay, I'm getting tired of all these glass puns. We're changing the story after this. In this glass-tastic <laughs> turn of events, the white wine became a symbol of clarity and order. While the shattered red wine glass found a new life as a radiant masterpiece, Batman had not just saved the day. He had turned it into a classic triumph. Another classic, classic adventure for Batman. <laughs> all right, we're, we're done with that. Okay, we're... We're, we're, we're doing, doing a new story? Yes, screw that one. That one was terrible, in my opinion. Like that was yeah. that flowed terribly. <laughs> oh flowed my god! Wine. <laughs> okay. <Spilling. laughs> um, our marker one was good, but how did we start that one? The mark again. That was just two markers talking, and then like, you the have one. This, it saved. Was yes, it's marker's, markers one's dilemma, one. and it also included Batman and him taking out the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mark of a good story. Okay. It's I need to say oh, it's role play. play. You have to role play. Yeah. yeah so, was, yeah, you said role play. Okay. So, what should we role play to animate? Ro so, role play. Just do one. We started with one character. Role play a. What's something? What's a, what's a character and what would it want? That's what we need to know. So, role play a. You could do like an animal. What would an animal. Role play uh, I don't What's like. What what is Pixar? Pixar always does like what it feels like. Let's do the feelings. ooh ooh. Let's do the opposite of like you know like a wolf that wants to become like you know like I'm thinking like Zootopia where it's like oh they're all supposed to be like friendly and whatever. Like what if we did role play a bunny that wants to eat meat? Wants to be a predator? Yeah. Okay. Or like, like what, role, role play a bunny. Role play a bunny that wants to be on the top of the food chain. And, but and then we have to have like a twist because that that was like that's what the marker had, but it starts to run out of ink. Um, that wants to be on top of the food chain, or maybe maybe we could see maybe the story say, could be if, why if she wants say to talking. be on top of the food chain. M maybe what if it's like we'll play a cute little, I don't know, we'll play with that wants to be on top of the food chain, uh, but uh, trying to learn from a crocodile. Okay, but then the crocodile eats your dad, and Batman comes in. That that'll be the next one. That'll be the next one. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to be Benny the Bunny or Crocodile Carl? I'll be Benny the... I love the alliteration. You're Benny the Bunny? <laughs> uh, I mean, I could be Crocodile Carl. I, mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll be Benny. Uh, hippity hoppity. No, hippity hop. Wait, you, you want to be the top of the food chain. You should be talking with some, oh, yeah. like... Hippity hop. <laughs> yeah. Hello there, Mr. Crocodile. I've been watching you from my co cozy, cozy, cozy burrow. I've noticed that you're right at the top of the food chain around here. I think I'd like to learn from you so I can be on top too. Can you teach me your crocodile ways? Wait, we should do more hopping puns, bunny puns. No, <laughs> we'll puns. do that later. We'll do that later. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Grr. Well, well, well. What do we have here? A little bunny with big dreams, huh? All right, Benny, I'll give you some tips. I'm just going to become like a mobster. Uh, but remember, yeah. being on top of the food That's chain is not voice? all fun and games. No, like a 40s like radio host or kind of mob. I, I see, don't know. I see, I see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mr. Crocodile. I'm ready to learn. What's the first thing I need to do? Well, say, first things first, Benny. You've got to be patient and cunning. We crocs wait quietly for the perfect moment to strike. It's all about the element of surprise, you see? You see? <laughs> oh, wait, that is the next thing. You see? I just said that as an ad lib in the next <laughs> word. You see that pond over there? Let's practice by catching a fish. <laughs> all right. Hops over to the pond. 
I'll be super quiet and patient, just like you said. Watches over the water carefully. <laughs> good, good, Benny. Now we're gonna see a fish swim hey, by. <laughs> yeah, pounce on it quickly, but be careful. Don't fall in. Eyes fixated on the water. I, I see one. Pounces. Oh, I missed. That's okay, Benny. It takes practice. Let's try again. Remember, patience is a virtue. Well, there's another one. I'm not going to say all the freaking, like, actual acting stuff. I'm just going to read the words. Uh, there's another one. Huh. Pounces. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I got to well, do, like, sounds done, like Benny. Out. You're getting the hang of it now. <laughs> now, another important <laughs> lesson is to always be aware of your surroundings. Keep an eye out for danger. You never know when a sneaky fox might be lurking nearby. Oh. I'll be very careful, Mr. Crocodile. I don't want to end up at someone else's dinner. <laughs> Sorry, just Crocodile Coral is a funny name. That's just spirit, <laughs> Benny. And one more thing. Always respect the balance of nature. We predators have our place, but we should never upset the natural order too much. I promise, Mr. Crocodile. I'll do my best to be a responsible predator. Thank you for teaching me your ways. This, this is too nice and cheery. I wanted this to be more gruesome. Well, that's what I think we can have a twist now. You're welcome, Benny. Now, keep practicing, and who knows? Maybe one day you'll be the top bunny in the neighborhood. <laughs> Hippity hop. I'll try my best, Mr. Crocodile. Thanks for believing in me. Crocodile Carl eats Benny the Bunny's dad. And add uh, bunny puns, please. Jumping puns. No, we want it to be darker and more. So we can't add puns if it's going to be darker. Fine, just said Crocodile Carl eats uh, Benny. That is dark. Benny, the, Benny's dad. Um, yeah. Uh, write it in a dark style, but include puns. Uh, now angry. Benny now angry. Plans revenge. Er, confronts. Revenge. Uh, confronts uh, Carl. No. Begins his hunt okay. for Carl. Uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of monologuing right, and him not doing anything. Right, no, right this. Okay, so... Confronts against, Carl. Fights Carl. No, that... Confronts Carl. Uh, right this... With puns. In a moodier tone. Moodier? Well, how else would I, would I say this? Like, like, like uh, darker? Moodier could be like mood swings. Like, they're just really hormonal. <laughs> <laughs> a darker tone uh with more what rabbit puns yeah bunny puns okay crocodile carl eats benny's dad benny now angry and bent on revenge confronts carl okay okay let's see how this goes benny the bunny has okay 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 take it easy uh benny the bunny has hopped back to his burrow after a day of practicing with crocodile carl feeling confident and inspired little did he know that a chilling event had occurred while he was away. His heart wait, sank wait. as he discovered wait, the gruesome truth. How did Crocodile truth. Carl eat Benny's dad while Benny was with Crocodile Carl? No, I just, like, he, like, Benny's on his way back to his home, but, like, Crocodile Carl, like, beat him to it, and then he okay. eats his dad, and then he leaves. Uh, had devoured his dear old dad. Benny the Bunny, once filled with dreams of rising to the top of the food chain, now burned with a fierce anger. His once cute demeanor turned dark and determined. He knew he had to confront Carl and avenge his father's untimely demise. As Benny made his way to the watery or to the water's edge, the moon cast an eerie shadow on his fur. <laughs> he approached Carl with a glare that could pierce through the darkest night. Grr! Crocodile Carl! You thought you could just chomp my dad and get away with it? Well, you've made a grave mistake, my scaly friend. <laughs> oh, what's this? <laughs> Little Benny's all going up and hopping mad, eh? What are you going to do about it, Fluffy? <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Carl. I'm going to give you a taste of your own medicine! Right here, now! You won't be smiling when I'm through with you. Uh, but oh. sorry, I didn't realize that was narration. Benny lunges at Crocodile Carl with newfound determination. His once innocent paws now sharpened with vengeance. But Carl oh my gosh, have no you seen... Over. Have you seen that animation of that, like, really old, like, the, the killer Are you talking about, like, the bunnies? realistic bunny thing? Yeah. Yeah. That is what oh this is going to remind me of. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I forget what that's called, that. but that, oh my yeah, God. I just imagined yeah, but that. But Carl was no pushover, and he swiftly snapped his jaws shut, narrowly missing uh, Benny. You got guts, kid, I'll tell you that, Benny, but you'll need more than guts to beat me. <laughs> I've got more than guts, Carl. I've got bunny fuel 
Fury! Oh, shoot. With lightning quick agility, Benny hopped on around Carl, <laughs> delivering powerful kicks and blows to the crocodile's armored hide. It was an intense battle of wits and brawn in the moonlit night. <laughs> Dancing in the moonlight. And Benny was determined to make Carl pay for his heinous act. As the battle raged on, Benny's bunny puns took on a dark twist. <laughs> I think it took that prompt and it, it it's gonna incorporate the bunny puns and give them a dark twist. That's so funny. It's, it's like it's literally like I'm gonna be quipping it to you. Okay, so uh, thumping a eyeball. You're, you're Jesus. You're gonna be a hopeless when I'm done with you. It's hopeless. Or it's hopeless. a bunny pun, dude. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I can't read. Okay, you're gonna be hopeless when I'm done with you. <laughs> Oh uh, my god, I just can't... Dude, I'm, I'm laughing. Trying to Carl, struggling to keep up. <laughs> Buddy business, eh? You're tougher than you look. In the end, Benny's relentless determination and newfound combat skills prevailed. <laughs> he managed to subdue Crocodile Carl, and with a final powerful kick, sent him tumbling back to the murky waters. <laughs> That's for my dad, Carl. And remember, no bunny crosses me and lives to tell the tale. <laughs> the tale, <laughs> <laughs> With revenge complete, Benny the Bunny hopped away from the scene, leaving Crocodile Carl to contemplate the darkness he had unleashed in the once cute bunny's heart. Benny had learned that sometimes, to protect the ones you love, you had to embrace the darkness within. Dang. I guess yeah. Benny is now the top of the food chain. Benny joins the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Daniel's writing next. A band. A band. No, you should have done, see if it done like the football team. Oh, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, Johnny Raccoon. Oh shoot, we got a new character. Okay, All right. you you narrate this one. I feel like you you got to read more. After Benny's intense showdown with Crocodile Carl and his newfound taste for adventure and and excitement, he decided to explore explore a different path in life he had always loved music and he yearned to be part of something bigger that's when he heard about the jets a band of animals who rocked the forest with their tunes the jets were known for their wild performances catchy songs and a unique blend of animal talents benny knew this was his chance to join a new family and follow his passion with his, with his determination and newfound confidence he approached the band's leader johnny raccoon hey johnny i've heard your music and it's got me hopping with excitement i want in I don't want to be a part of the Jets. Um, bring. You'll, you'll be Johnny, yeah. That's that's me strumming the guitar. Broom. Actually, well, well, well. Look who's hopped into town, Benny the Bunny, huh? What's your talent, kid? Oh, Daniel's whipping out a guitar. I'm not gonna be able to hear it till afterwards. But <laughs> it was strummed. terrible. All right, you can strum again, and I'll, and I'll I'll actually do it this time. Yeah. Well, well, well. Look who's hopped into town, Benny the Bunny, huh? What's your talent, kid? Uh, taps his foot rhythmically. I may not have big claws or a booming voice, but I've got rhythm in my soul, Johnny. I can dance like no other, and I can add some bunny flair to your performances. <laughs> bunny flair, you say? Well, <laughs> you could use some of that. <laughs> what? It's not like he just cleared your throat. He's <laughs> like, he's like, ugh. <laughs> Benny, you're in. Welcome to the Jets. You're, oh, I'm going to go back Sorry. narrating or no, no I, I do it. <laughs> Benny became the newest member of the band and he brought a fresh energy to their music. His bunny hops and swirl twirls added a unique charm to their performances and the forest animals couldn't get enough of the Jets shows. As Benny honed his dancing skills, he also learned to play the tr tambourine and contributed back in vocals to the band's songs. The Jets music evolved with Benny's inclusion, blending various animals talents into an unforgettable sound. The bandmates became Benny's new family, and they traveled the forest together, performing for enthusiastic audiences. Benny's dark past with Crocodile Carl seemed like a distant memory as he found his true calling in the world of music. We're the Jets, and we're here to stay! Crocodile Forest is our own special way! <laughs> with the Jets, Benny found his place, his purpose, and harmony in life that made him truly happy. The forest echoed with their melodies, and Benny, once a vengeful bunny, was now a music sensation, spreading joy to all who listened and Benny realized that day that being at the top of the food chain doesn't have to mean being the predator it can mean being the top of a rockin' band I added that last part at the end that wasn't ChatGPT. <laughs> no Daniel <laughs> let's Should not read that? about what the prompt you just wrote and let's just read what it does yeah just say that 
And yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Okay, I was gonna say never mind. Okay, you want to narrate this? Or you want me to narrate it? I can narrate it. So Daniel just added a new twist. In a shocking turn of events, Benny the Bunny's newfound happiness with the Jets took a dark and tragic twist. During one of their performances by the Force Edge, Johnny Raccoon, the band's leader, found himself in a perilous situation as Crocodile Carl made a sudden and deadly appearance. As the band played their music and Benny danced with all his might, Carl emerged from the nearby water, jaws agape. In an instant, he lunged towards Johnny, who had been grooving to the rhythm with his guitar in hand. Benny the Bunny watched in horror as his friend and leader was snatched away by the treacherous crocodile, his guitar falling to the ground with a mournful twang. Daniel, can you twang? Oh, yeah. yeah I'll do it up here, so it's a little bit better. Oh. Okay. <laughs> the joyful atmosphere of the performance turned into one of shock and sorrow. <laughs> Carl! You monstrous reptile! You've taken away another loved one from me! The audience, once filled <laughs> with joy and celebration, fell silent. The forest was gripped by a somber mood as the reality of the situation sunk in. Crocodile Carl had struck once again, leaving Benny heartbroken and vengeful. With tears in his eyes and a heavy heart, Benny the Bunny knew that his quest for revenge against Carl was far from over. Not only had now, not only had Carl taken Benny's father, but also Johnny Raccoon, the leader of the Jets. Benny swore to himself that he would hunt down Carl and bring him to justice for the terrible deeds he had committed. Uh, the forest, once filled with the joyful tunes of the Jets, now echoed with the sorrowful me melodies of a bunny on a relentless mission to avenge his fallen friends. Benny was no longer the innocent, cute bunny he once was. He had become a determined and resolute force to be reckoned with, driven by grief and anger. No. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to no, do no, that we one. Should do, we should do Benny, like, hunts down uh, Carl and, like, describe the like Carl's death similar to like it's Quentin Tarantino movie and also it's a musical because he's now has musical talent so he's singing throughout the whole time <laughs> <laughs> okay and then I think so this has to be the last Carl. one <laughs> yeah uh uh but Benny kills Carl right, the, right this like Quentin Tar the end of a Quentin new, Tarantino movie Benny hunts down Carl this is dark this like a Tarantino Film. It's like a Guantaratino film, but also a music. <laughs> uh, All right, let's just do it. Let's yeah. see what happens. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my song? gosh. Oh my All right, this is going to be the last one. This is Oh, my gosh. This is just a straight song. All right. The scene you know, is set the, in a yeah. dense, moonlit forest. We'll figure it out. Uh, the atmosphere is tense as Benny the Bunny, now a hardened and vengeful figure, prepares to confront Crocodile Carl. The musical score is a haunting blend of suspense and anticipation, setting the stage for an epic showdown. Alright, first one. Benny the Bunny, vengeance in his eyes, in the moonlight night, under starry skies. He's got a score to settle, a debt to pay, with Crocodile Carl, it's Judgment Day! <laughs> The camera pans to Crocodile Carl, looking in shadows, his sinister grin illuminated by the moonlight. Carl, the predator, thought he could prevail, but Benny's determination, it'll never fail. With every hop and every step he's drawing near, the showdown's coming is fueled by fear. Benny and Carl lock eyes, the tension palpable. The score builds to a crescendo as they circle each other. It's, it's a, a bunny revenge, revenge, a crocs final stand. In the forest shadows where destiny is <laughs> The music of justice, a dark twisted rhyme. In the Quentin Tarantino forest, it's killing time. The musical tempo quickens as the battle begins. Benny and Carl clash in a flurry of kicks, bites, and tail swings. And the camera captures every tense moment. Wait, I love that it's called Quentin Tarantino Forest. In the Quentin Tarantino Forest, it's skillet out. That's so dumb. That's All right, so uh, is this my verse? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you go. Benning these with fury, his claws like his claws like, like daggers, daggers sharp. sharp. While Carl fights back, his form his jaws a snarl. Jarls. The, <laughs> the forest <Skyrim>? bears <laughs> witness. Wait, the forest bears witness to this. Brutal ballet, ba ballet, ballet. Uh, as Benny the Avenger takes the crocs breath away. 
the score transitions to a mournful melody as Benny sings victorious over Car- <coughs> Carl's lifeless body. Wait, can I sing this one? <laughs> yeah, Or sure. do you want to do this one? I, it's, just, it's like a mournful melody, so it's probably slower. Carl's reign of terror has met its end. But Benny's heart is heavy. It won't easily mend. In the terror forest, <laughs> a tale is told of revenge and redemption in the shadows cold. <laughs> the camera pans out as Benny, exhausted but resolute, looks into the night sky. The musical score swells, and the audience is left with a haunting and bittersweet feeling. Bring us home, Daniel. <laughs> in this Tarantino forest, where darkness and light collide in a battle in the heart of the night. Benny found closure, but at a heavy cost, in this musical of vengeance, his victories not lost. And that's the story of Benny <laughs> the Bunny. <laughs> that's so... Oh my god, dude. That was, uh... That was something. That was interesting. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for coming along with us on this journey. Let us know if you have any suggestions. I would love in the comments for people to say their suggestions. Like, give us for, prompts. Yeah, give yeah. us prompts. What stories you would want to hear and also your thoughts on just the AI stuff we talked about at the, about the beginning with the ethics of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Rage, I'm into patron shout-outs. Yeah, hit me with them. Keep the XR's music. Boosh, we got Patreon. Lori, Frank, Rick, Lisa, Evan, Tony, thank you so much for watching the tier. We get you the shout out. They just support us on the Patreon. Link is down in the description. You get the audio episode early. Special benefits, cool perks, all that jazz, and more. Thank you seriously, sincerely to our Patreon supporters. We really do seriously appreciate it. Um, are you ready for cool comments? Yeah, we got this time. So, in our episode titled Underrated Comics with Incredible Storytelling, where we talked all about comics, Lunar Butterfly said, I love this episode so much. I got to learn some new things, which was really cool, and would love to hear you guys talk more about Star Wars comics and also Scarlet Witch and Wanda, Gardens of the Galaxy, and Loki. So those are some good comic suggestions yeah. to uh, to do. Yeah, I... Uh, I, I was mainly into like Spider Man comics, but I would I'd be interested, especially after the, all the Loki hype, to see like what Loki specific comics there are out there. Agreed. Daniel's playing I mean, around the, with GBT. No, 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 I was I thought I lost the story we just did. I thought it would have saved, but I don't see it anywhere. No, I guess it's just for the podcast. We did just record it, so yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right, ready for the introduction? Yeah, tell me when. When. We just talk about whatever we want to talk about. Now we're done. Bang. Thank you so, so much, everyone, for listening. We really sincerely appreciate it. We'll be back next time. Uh, I hope you like this episode. I know it was possibly a little controversial, but, yeah, I was trying to highlight how it could be used as a tool. Um, and we do stand to support the writers and actors. That's how we haven't been talking about movies and TV shows since the strikes. I feel like writers can definitely do better than what we were just doing here. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. See you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.